What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 217 of the Cheesy Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Anton Laply. Joining me, as always, we have the Mecca Stardew Valley, Chris Montalbano. Oi, Master Duel. It's did a really the, good time. Did that Mech Stardew Valley game ever come out? Uh, we got the most degenerate squid in the sea, Jalen Roberts. Digital Devil Saga. Play it. Okay, Lightyear Frontier. Looks like Stardew with Max. Doesn't look like it's out. I just... I, we've been calling you the Mech of Stardew Valley since this game got announced, and I was just wondering if this game was out. Uh, and we got the Ray Trace 2 Rag Madrid Devon. Elemental Hero Sunrise. We got a jam packed episode for you guys this week. We're going to be talking about PSVR 2, Game Pass, Final Fantasy, Like a Dragon, Octopath, and PlayStation Plus. So, Chris, you weren't here last week. The Nintendo Direct. Was there anything that stood out to you? Anything that was like a hell yeah moment? Anything you're looking forward to? Like, just trying to get your two cents on the Nintendo Direct from last week. It was okay to me. I'm trying to remember what was in the last Direct. Uh, Obviously, Tears of the Kingdom looked Amazing. Everything they showed looks has me intrigued in what's gonna go hap- what's like what's about to go down. Um what was a Metroid Pride 2 remake? Looks no, really Metroid good. Prime. Just oh Metroid, Metroid Prime. First yeah. one. Because if it was Echoes, shit. <laughs> shit. The more time Nothing goes on, the more me. like Metroid Prime Remaster and mm-hmm. Dead Space Remake. I kind of want to play both of those. Yeah. I haven't bought Dead Space Remake yet. Um, but I really I really want to play it. I've been seeing like little snippets of people playing it and just like even the reloading and all that shit. I don't know. Heck, I that game just Hunter. looks good. It's good I stuff. watched your Hunter's review on it. She's like, yeah, if you like Dead Space 1, you're going to like this because it's Dead Space 1, but yeah. shiny. But, I mean, I never played shiny. Dead Space 1. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I played Dead Space 1, but I didn't, like, own or play through Dead Space 1. And I played Metroid Prime, but I never owned or mm-hmm. played through Metroid Prime. So both of these are, like, games that I know are good and now mm-hmm. have, like, a more definitive modern way to play them. And so mm-hmm. I'm weighing both of them of, like... <laughs> All right, I want to check at least one of these out, but I also don't want to play on the stinky switch. Like, Metroid's more <laughs> intriguing to me, but it's like, uh, but switch, but you have to play on the switch. <laughs> so, but yeah, like the other night, I just so I've been trying, we've been having a bunch of demos, games are coming out like crazy. I went on Metacritic and I was like, Mm -hmm. what are the highest rated games just of this year? Because we're in mid-February and Mm -hmm. like shit has just been dropping. So I was like, best games this year by Metascore. What do you got? So we got Metroid Prime Remaster, Mm -hmm. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, the Xbox version. I guess, did they all come out in January? The, I think so. It says I Xbox Series so. X, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. I know I'm not going to play that. Then right. Persona 4 Golden on Switch. 
then Persona 4 Golden Xbox Series X, Hogwarts Legacy Xbox Series X, Dead Space Xbox Series X, Hi-Fi Rush PC, Dead Space Mm -hmm. PS5, Hi-Fi Rush Series X, and then Mm -hmm. A Space for the Unbound, and then Theater Rhythm on PS4. And then some other notable ones. 13 is Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, 15 is Persona 3 Portable on Series X. Uh, Returnal on PC is 17. But my PC can't run Returnal. (laughs) No. 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 I mean, it could probably run on my Steam Deck. It's just I don't know Mm -hmm. what Returnal would be like with insane loading. Because yeah, that's fair. It'd be running off an SD card, <laughs> which is a lot slower than the SSD in my PS5. So, <laughs> and then, so getting down to twenty is Octopath Traveler two on PS5. Because I didn't realize uh, reviews have dropped for that. Uh, at twenty seven is Like a Dragon Ishin on PS5, and then thirty is Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, 35 Wild Hearts is just looking at this list of games that have come out this year, and like the fact that all of those that I just listed have a meta score of over 80. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a lot of games to play, so I'm trying to decide what my next game is because I got Theater Rhythm and I've already put yeah. like six hours into Theater Rhythm over the past mm-hmm. two days, and I'm enjoying that, and I have, like, the season pass, like, as... I'm trying to beat the campaign, but Jesus Christ, 14 has a lot of songs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Normally, like, a game, like, I'll play till I get a key to unlock another series, so Mm -hmm. they have Final Fantasy 1 through 15, and then they have, like, Crystal Chronicles, and they have, like... The series of Final Fantasy VII. They they have Final Fantasy VII Remake. They have Dissidia. They have, like, really cool representation of, like, all the obscure, random Final Fantasy stuff. If there has been, like, key art of anything in the Final Fantasy series ever, it'll mm-hmm. be in there. Like, I didn't know uh, Mobius Final Fantasy, the, like, iOS... I don't even know if it was a gotcha, but there was like a Final oh, Fantasy. If this a, a mobile game, it's probably a gotcha. No, if it's a mobile game, it's definitely a gotcha. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, it probably was a gotcha, but I didn't know Mobius Final Fantasy got shut down. So like, I'm playing the game, and I'm like, oh, this music is cool. I might download this game. Go to mm-hmm. the App Store. It's not there. I'm like, did this game get shut down? Look it up on YouTube. I find a Night Sky Prince video from three years ago talking about Mobius Final Fantasies getting shut down. I'm like, damn. <laughs> but the fact damn. that they have music and the character and all that stuff from a defunct mobile game in there to <laughs> represent, like, that's how deep of a Final Fantasy rabbit hole theater rhythm is. Like, It better be. The f- I'm going to say it right now. It better be. You yeah. because every Final Fantasy because there's no such thing as a Final Fantasy game with a bad soundtrack, right? Like there's it doesn't no, exist. That's true. Like even the minor shit 
that normally would get passed over. No one gives a fuck. Even those have great soundtracks. Yep. So it's like mm-hmm. it, it better. It better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just the game, it opens with a, a splash screen. This is my first time seeing a splash screen in the, in a game. So I play Square Enix games, and normally they open with Square Enix. Like Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen. any of these games, they open with the Square Enix logo and then go to whatever, and then you're in the game. This one opens with Final Fantasy 35th anniversary with the Amano art. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. And then it goes to the Square Enix and then goes into the game. I'm like, seeing that just gets me, and playing this gets me really hyped for 16. Because I know we're getting re- Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and I'm super stoked for that. But I think I'm at the point that I'm hyped for 16, but I'm also scared watching Square Enix. Like, I'm afraid it'll get delayed because that's what Square Enix does. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what everybody does, but... Mm-hmm. That, but game, that game is too close. We haven't, ha- we, haven't had the de- we haven't heard about a delay yet, and they gave us a specific date. So I think we're good. We're locked in. I'm trepidating. Yeah. I like I'm super excited. I mm-hmm. it's my most anticipated game. I'm ready. I'm whenever that's what I might do. I might just pre order sixteen as my current game purchase. I'm like, you know, <laughs> trying to buy a game that I could play in the near future. Or I could buy a game that I definitely want to play and just ha- know that I don't have to think or worry about it ever again. Yeah. Right. My I'm going to get Octopath Traveler <laughs> to yeah. in that this weekend. That, that's what I'm thinking. For so sure. My list was like like a dragon Ishin because mm-hmm. I liked Yakuza like a dragon, and I know that this was like uh one that came out in Japan early PS4 era, and it was just kind of one of those side games that was really cool at that time and so people like yakuza fans have been waiting for it to come west but they dropped a demo i played that demo and i was like no it had like two levels to like show off the combat but i was like "Ooh, this is not good combat and i was like i could you weren't feeling it mm-mm, not at all i was like yo you can tell this I'm is gonna, an early I'm gonna PS4 try game yeah i mean mm-hmm. i said that's the th- cool thing about these demos is like it's giving me instead of Try sight it. unseen like like a dragon Ishin in trailers and everything looks awesome like a dragon Ishin hands on a controller mm-hmm. is a hard pass so that's why all these demos have been a really good thing of like letting me try these games like Octopath I'm still kind of like maybe on Octopath because mm-hmm. I just can't get myself to play it for long stretches of time and so right, the demo like, gave me three hours, and I've done three play sessions and haven't even hit an hour because it's just not holding on to me. I see a safe point. I'm like, all right, I can go do something else. And <laughs> let me. Damn. I <laughs> uh, see. I saw a safe point. I was like, all right, save. Let me just go a little further. Mm-hmm. And did you did you end up finishing the demo? Because I I made it to the point nope. where I went and got another person. No, I haven't. That's what I'm looking forward to, but I'm kind of like, I'm still in 
Because you, you're doing Hikari's story. Yeah, like Hikari. his Like, his shit hits. Like, once you, once you start to get to the to the plot. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Between Monster Hunter and Theater Rhythm, like, being kind of both really arcadey, really just, like, there's not a story going on. There's, mm-hmm. I'm just playing these games and enjoying playing these games for like what they are uh octopath seems like i have to go and get invested in a world and a set of characters like the art style's there the music's there like yeah but it's like do i feel like going and getting invested in that world and in those characters when i have monster hunter where i'm invested in the monsters already or theater rhythm where I'm it my party is Zach, Yuffie, Aerith, and Noctis. My party is just legit awesome. And we're riding around in the regalia. So Yeah, that's I mean, dope. <clears throat> that, that's what just that something like you have to think about with an RPG though. Like you're gonna have yeah. to get invested. So if that's not something you feel like you want to do then i i guess i would stay away from rpgs because i was even going to say persona would be a good pickup for you i mean yeah i have persona 3 and 4 installed it's just i kind of want something new like it's so much new stuff and persona 3 is literally a psp game and persona 4 hmm. is a game <laughs> i've played on multiple platforms at this point and wait say that again yeah yeah. What Persona Three? Persona Three Portable was originally a, the version that I can play. Okay, I got, that's why I got confused. I was like, "What?" No, the version <laughs> of Persona Three that I can play was originally a PSP game. Yeah, and I, and I don't recommend that. I really don't recommend it, uh, right. playing portable. And for, it's as your first terrible. experience, as your first experience, I don't recommend it. Yeah. I see well, I mean, that like I, I, I played like a good solid two hours and I feel like I'm missing out on it. Yeah. I mean you gotta explore to school, you gotta talk to Akihiko and realize he has a thing for Mitsuru, which he's not wrong. Right. You gotta hang out with the homies. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm invested in the world of persona, but I just kinda don't feel like playing a persona. I just Standard it sounds like you should just keep playing theater rhythm. Yeah. And Monster yeah. <laughs> Really, it sounds like that's just where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. If anything, you should just dabble with some of the new games that are on PlayStation, um, on the PlayStation subscription. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some shit. They added Scarlet Nexus. Right. They did. Like, that's I'm a little saucy because I bought the, the super deluxe version of Scarlet Nexus, but it was cheap. <laughs> so I, I don't really care. It's fine. I'm trying to see if I can get it's a dope, list of like the new drops for the PlayStation Plus collection because like this month was actually it's not the PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah, this month was super solid. That's why I just said subscription because I mean, <laughs> there's some shit under each tier to go along mm-hmm. with PlayStation Plus, which was pretty straight this month too, if I remember correctly. Oh, finding that. Okay, so they're adding Horizon Forbidden West. So a game I was thinking about picking up to try out is just available. Scarlet. That's on on premium, though. 
Huh? Okay, yeah, right. It's the premium. Because I'm surprised how no, premium. That's extra. That's just on there. Premium got God of War Ragnarok. It got a God of War Ragnarok trial, but uh, Horizon. Oh wait, these for... are trials, not full games. No, what I am listing are full games that are available on Extra. I thought Horizon was premium. just on Premium. No. Okay, then I'm surprised about how quickly Horizon is ending up on there because it's a it, year. It... Yeah, I expected a little bit more time than a year. I mean. No, a year seems like the standard, like, okay, after a year of a game being out, it's free game. Like, it, Horizon Forbidden West, I could see coming to PC this year. It's hmm. been a year, they've gotten their sales, they sold their bundles, they, everything. Well, so. did Forbidden West sell? Oh shit! Maybe I remember, it came out like a this. couple of days before Elden Ring. Yeah, I mean, it sold appreciably because for a while to get a PS5, you also had to buy the game because they were only selling bundles, and <clears throat> I, they put like their entire marketing budget into Horizon Forbidden West before God of War. So, okay, so apparently it's twenty million. Right, that is solid. No, no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That is not Forbidden West. That is not Forbidden West. Oh. That, I take that back. That is not Forbidden West. This article is poorly written, but that is not. Oh. <laughs> okay, so just to list off the games that are coming to extra and premium full games: Horizon Forbidden mm -hmm. West, Scarlet Nexus, The Quarry, featuring Brenda Song, which might want to check out. Seems like a good time. Outriders, mm -hmm. Borderlands Three. Oninaki, Lost Fear, I Am Setsuna, and The Forgotten City. And those are just are well, some of those are PS4 games, but those all range from from decent enough to bangers. Right. Like I Am Setsuna was mm -hmm. definitely sitting in that in between of good enough. Oninaki, it's decent enough. And I was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if this is ever free or very, very cheap, I'll cop it. All right. And so now I just get to play it. And they also added Resident Evil 7, Tekken 7, Ace Combat 7, and Earth Defense Force 5. Those all got added to Extra as well. And so now nice. Premium only is getting Legend of Dragoon, Wild Arms 2, Harvest Moon Back to Nature from PS1 and Destroy All Humans from PS4. When is Back to Nature coming back on there? Uh, the 17th? It happened yesterday. Oh, it happened yesterday. Oh, no, the 21st. The 21st, sorry. Damn, I was about to say, downloading. <laughs> That's Tuesday. Yeah, so Tuesday. On Tuesday. All these games are coming to PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. So, and the the interesting thing is they've been going back and adding trophy support to more of the games on the premium tier. So, Chris, uh -huh. you might be able to get some PS One trophies on your PS Five in Harvest Moon. Ooh, that'd be lit. I don't think they've talked about whether or not it's ha getting trophies, but uh, I know Wild Arms One has it. So, since mm -hmm. they're adding Wild Arms Two, they might be doing it and legend of dragoon the game that apparently people are like it's better than final people fantasy 7 people, people like, love it it's a tall order legend of dragoon is good i'm not that's tough 
that's tough. I'm not sure I could say that it's better than seven, but Legend of Dragoon is really good. It's in that list of like, unfortunately, mo- underrated PlayStation RPGs in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Because it's like yeah. that was good. Vagrant Story was good. It one of the many good oh, PlayStation good. JRPGs that are just yeah. abandoned on the early consoles. Okay, so. And that's why I get annoyed when I see remakes of games that are not that that old, because yeah. it's like, bruh, you have so many better options mm-hmm. from the entirety of history. Yeah, but and you want to do something. The Last of Us remake shows that if you are doing it with a good enough like. PlayStation had two options. They could have remade Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, whatever. It's probably not a PlayStation game. Like, it's not a Sony game. Whatever. Let's just say PlayStation decided we're going to remake a game. We could remake The Last of Us because we got this show coming out and whatever. Owned by Sony Interactive. Okay. Right. So, Or we could have gone back and remastered Legend of Dragoon. Have you seen... I mean, they're going to pick the money option. Right. <laughs> The Last of Us Part like I'm thinking about getting The Last of Us Part One. Is fear on you? But uh, this is something I would like. To fear say. might be streaming, Chris. If you're looking through, it like, is. Be and how bad is the streaming? I am. The streaming this. is decent. I played uh, Everyday Shooter on streaming on okay. premium. Chris, you have premium? Uh, yeah. It just I got it on a discount last year, and then it just hit my account, and I was like, "Well, fuck! I got it for a year again." Yeah, shit. Oh, you, see, I did mine on Black Friday. I it was cheaper for me to get the year of premium than a year because I was going to downgrade to extra because I wasn't really using the premium stuff. But also, yeah. premium is a key for all these JRPGs that I'm like semi interested in. It's saving me the money of buying them because it's like here you can play it for two hours, and I'll play it for two hours yeah. and be like, I had a fun two hours. And then just yeah. don't. I'm like, I played the game. Uh, I don't I get need to buy feel. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's just I just don't see a lot of the. I forgot that I had premium because I sit on the dashboard and I don't see a lot of like what. Well, they have the PlayStation. If you like from the home screen, if you just go all the way to the left, they have that PlayStation Plus thing. And that's pretty good about surfacing stuff that's like. Oh, that's cool. It has your monthly games for PlayStation Plus. It has Mm -hmm. like your extra. It kind of is not really great about differentiating when you have premium, what's extra and what's premium. But it's yeah. just like, here are all the games you can play. And I mean, some, I think I've Game Pass around. has just made me so lazy that it's just like right there. Like when I log into the, the Xbox app on the PC, it's just like, hey, this is what you got for Game Pass. It knows what you're so I think that's made me lazy and not go out of my way to look and see what I can get with this premium. Yeah. Because they got I, a lot of cool shit on here that I mean, but the thing about Sony, when it first started, the thing I, about the stuff on PlayStation Plus is that it's always been a little obfuscated. Like it's not as quick and direct. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, Xbox, you just go on. There's a thing already there. Uh, I want to say later on, I saw they added that to the PS4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you just and they added that that wasn't there originally on the PS5, but now it's mm-hmm. just there. And the fact that the store. Mm-hmm 
is built in. It's not an app like it was on the PS4. Like the PS4, yeah. you'd have to open the store. Like the store is just built into the UI in general. Yeah. Now, so which is it, dope. It's like a system level thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's a cool integration. Yeah, it, it makes it, searching easy. It's not. Yeah. As good as it, it can be, but it's not also not bad. I won't go as right. far as to say that. Like, no, I don't think it's bad. It, it looks yeah, pretty clean. Next, yeah, the next, I think the next few kind of big um, like updates, they'll start to clean it up more. Yeah, because yeah. we're running the beta, and even on the beta, they, that too. <laughs> they've like <laughs> done some improvements over like even the firmware you're running chris like Mm -hmm. side by side there are noticeable differences on our playstations at this current moment so Mm -hmm. we know for a fact that like it's better they're iterating i mean they've been iterating for the last two years i feel like we still don't have stuff like quick resume or whatever but Mm -hmm. i feel we have the switcher <laughs> it's so situational that it's not even worth it. The switcher? Oh, the switcher you just is switch just between games? it's just a little icon that shows you the last few games and apps yeah. you've opened and it doesn't mm-hmm. like it actually there's no warning when you just close a game, which is why mm-hmm. autosave like I can't I'm saving as often as possible and I am autosaving and I'm doing everything because there is no warning. You'll hit the switcher and you'll be like, oh, Monster Hunter. And be like, oh, shit, I I had just paused a song in theater rhythm. I am fucked. (laughs) (laughs) There's no warning, no nothing. It's just like, so the switcher switches your games. (laughs) It's like a whole extra step to just do what I was going to do anyway mm-hmm. and knowing that I'm that I want to do it you know like it is I guess it's more decent for switching between a game and an app or an app and an app mm-hmm. but oh. a game and a game like, like not right switching now between Hulu and Netflix yeah yeah because those shit will stay running Roll. yeah honestly for me it's Crunchyroll and Apple Music are the ones that yeah. I... Oh, yeah. I need to add my Spotify. Yo. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me send you some more playlists I made. Ooh, dancer. Bangers. So... Playlist. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I'd say... Just use that PlayStation Plus tab that they have on the far left of your home screen. Just use that mm-hmm. more often. Okay. And yeah, I check it out because I saw. I mean, like even though Deathloop I saw Code Veronica there. was on there. Was oh like, yeah, even though that's streaming, I'm like, ooh, I'm really wanting to play Code Veronica and not spend seventy bucks to buy the game for my PS2. Yeah, and like Deathloop's on there. Ghostwire Tokyo mm-hmm. will be on there probably. <clears throat> oh like yeah, I saw, I saw that. later this month. So they have a trial of Ghostwire Tokyo right now. So I'm thinking of starting it and like playing the first two hours and then like downloading the game and just like playing some more because it seems like a serviceable open world game in mm-hmm. a like yokai infested Tokyo. So I'm with yeah. It. Yeah, I think Greg, he played all of it, and he was like, it gets a little repetitive, but, like, 
you just let loose and have fun. It's a fun game. Yeah. Like, it's a good time. Just don't take it so seriously. Like you take every other PlayStation exclusive serious. I mean, back then it was a PlayStation. It was solely going to be PlayStation, but like, he was like, stop taking it so serious and just enjoy this game. I was like, okay. Changed my mindset about video games. Like, wow. Huh. I don't have to be Enjoying so strict. Enjoying video games? <laughs> well, can you I imagine if gamers enjoyed video games? No. What no. Like? I can't. Hey, man, no. that's been the vibes. So, Jalen, Chris, I got to call y'all out. Neither of y'all have been on Discord this past week. You don't have to call us out. That's a, okay. Yeah, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> it's like, no, okay. I gotta, last, am, I to, am I supposed to? Last week, y'all were like, we're going to be on Discord. Because the vibe in the PlayStation party lately has just been... Video games are really good right now, and everybody, mm-hmm. because between me playing Theater Rhythm and Darren playing Theater Rhythm and Juwan playing Wild Hearts and Darren playing Wild Hearts, like everybody's just like, there's a bunch of new games out that are really interesting, and mm-hmm. everybody's just enjoying video games. I've been playing Ollie Ollie World. Oh, yeah. Ollie Ollie Passively. World also is just looming in the background of everybody which is an awesome thing to that's it's awesome really thing. good it's really good the music the fashion good time i'm starting to kind of get the 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 mechanisms down the mm-hmm. mechanics it's so. it's skate control so like for anybody who <laughs> who's played skate i don't think i've ever played cat skate but skate yeah. three is on game pass go play that i play tony hawks Oh, it might not be on PC Game Pass. I don't think it's on PC Game Pass. No, I I, no, it it's, no, it's not. It's on Game Pass, but it's connected to that EA bullshit. Oh, that shit is so annoying. Yeah, it worked no, that's fine for me for like a week, and then after that, it did. Yeah, EA anything on PC is EA just... anything. Well, it's fine EA. enough on PlayStation. I don't have. There's there's not an EA launcher on PlayStation. I can just open an EA game and have an EA game open on PlayStation. That's just be it, yeah. The whole <laughs> EA thing for the fact that EA is trying to use Game Pass to slide you to convince you to get another subscription service, kind of like what Amazon Prime does and Apple TV does. Yeah. Wait. How does the EA Play game work or on PS5? Because I think that is the worst part that you have, like you can be in your Game Pass. Like have Game Pass and it comes with the EA Play, but you have it's to open up the EA game. It's just the you open up the games. You mm. probably have to go through the EA tab in whatever in like under yeah. Game Pass or whatever. But you yeah. just open the game and it opens. It's all. It's really only PC because like I loaded up Titanfall Two on my Steam Deck and opened it to play it, and it was like log in with your EA account. I'm like, really. That's too much. I'm like, I do not want to be running the EA launcher on my Steam Deck to play Titanfall. I'm just trying to play Titanfall. Like I said, EA. On Fuck. PC. <laughs> no, in On PC. No, in general. Still in general. Yeah, like, in general, because really. Titanfall Legends, R.I.P. Tit- Titanfall <laughs> Legends, uh, what happened to Mass Effect Andromeda, what mm-hmm. happened to fucking Dragon Age What's looking like it's happening to Dragon Age, uh, Dreadwolf, uh, heck, what happened to Titanfall 2? Like, 
EA's a shit company. Let, let me rephrase. The top trip, the top video game publishers are all shit companies. Right. Yeah. Every single one of them. So, while we're talking about respawn, and if, and if their CEOs did not have such inflated fucking paychecks, we could have better games, more games. So, like, while we're talking about EA and what they did with Respawn and Titanfall, uh, mm-hmm. former devs from Respawn are... So, the headline on GameSpot is former Apex Legends Titanfall devs create new studio Wildlight Entertainment. And so, mm-hmm. it looks like... I'll, the because we've known people from the Apex team have been leaving like mm-hmm. in mass like it's like when Overwatch when like the majority of the Overwatch team this again huh oh I was looking at the team list and I recognize Muhammad like oh. Muhammad Alavi he had to yeah. go through that again because this is when uh they fucking left Infinity Ward yep. And it, again it's happening with Respawn it's just Vincent Pella yeah. is <laughs> stuck yeah. Vincent Pella is the one who stuck at EA. Rip. But, uh, yeah, so this is happening. Muhammad is the guy who was working on the Titanfall Legends. Because he made all gillied up and, like, all... I'm talking Modern Warfare 1, Modern Warfare 2, Titanfall 1, 2. Like, right, yeah. Like, his damn. stuff hits, and he was making mm-hmm. a single player for Apex Legends that was going to be, like, a Titanfall Apex Legends campaign spiritual successor. With Hades elements. <laughs> damn, that would have been sick. I say Hades elements, I really just hope it means talking to bad bitches. I'm just gonna say <laughs> talking to the legends. Like they're they're you're supposed to talk to them and they would give you like some of their perks mm-hmm. or abilities. Okay. Okay. Like you run into a I, I guess a, an octane coin and then you're a junkie. Yeah. Basically you pick up mm-hmm. a, no, it's not a coin, it's a needle, and it immediately puts you on dialysis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, they put out Wild Hearts, and according to Juwan and Darren, like, two of the people who play Monster Hunter the most hardcore, it seems like a serviceable option for them to wait for Sunbreak to come to PlayStation. I actually played a little bit of uh, Wild Hearts. Just a smidge, though. Not much. Played a little bit, though. Started playing it. I had fun with the character creator, which is the important thing. And I like the arcadiness of it. You know, I like the arcadiness. Like, there's some... It's like, it's, it's a serviceable Monster Hunter game. There's a couple of things it does different that I don't fully understand well enough to explain. Outside that, of, like... That's fair. It. But... That's alright. I hear that it uh, falls apart as you get later into the game, but... Well, I mean... I'll it, back it, next week. Yeah... We were. I just flipped back to the list, and I'm realizing how mm-hmm. much stuff. So, uh, this week, Phil Spencer actually said, and we while we were talking about all these games being on Game Pass, and like mm-hmm. 
you guys using PC, it seems like it cannibalizes game sales, which, I mean, I feel like I've known that. Yeah. This is something that gets cycled every cup every year. We get one of these a year. Well, no, that's the thing. Consistently, Phil Spencer has been saying publicly, like, no, Game Pass is good for games. Game Pass... But, I mean, the last time Phil Spencer was talking about stuff like that was 2018. And with inflation right. and with game prices and with, like, yeah. they're probably, the amount of money they're losing is increasing as time goes on. Oh, also, yeah, they missed their target goal twice. Yeah. yeah. And also, this is something that's also, like, evident across all streaming. Like, that's the, that's why I said it's like, we get this every couple of years. Like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, this is something that's been happening across streaming because here's the thing about it is at the end of the day, if put your game on Game Pass mm-hmm. and you were getting money and you were giving money for, let's say, 100,000 sales and more than 100,000 people bought it, I mean, more than 100,000 people played it off of Game Pass, yes, you lost money. Technically. Yeah, mm-hmm. technically, but technically. there was, there was, and I mean, I get I think, the push and pull and like listening to developer yeah. interviews, like because that has been a big thing lately, like as smaller, more indie, like if a one person indie dev puts a game up on Game Pass and mm-hmm. like that one person is doing like their press tour for the game, that's going to be like the interviews that I've heard with the developers of Hi-Fi Rush, uh, Tango Gameworks, like, they were on the mm-hmm. 8-4 Play podcast. And, like, that's one of the questions they're getting asked is, like, hey, how does putting your game on Game Pass affect, like, your discoverability, your profitability, your sales, like, your, like, mainstream output? And, like, they had the additional layer of it being a shadow drop because like usually game pass like you know atomic hearts coming to game pass and you know when atomic heart is coming mm-hmm. to game pass but like nobody knew hi-fi rush was coming out so like mm-hmm. hearing a lot of these interviews it's like yeah a shit ton of people played hi-fi rush but if hi-fi rush had just shadow dropped and not been available on game pass would have hi- would hi-fi rush have made the kind of splash that it made no. i think yeah. it would have later no, i think they, i think it would have later because i think I think later, like, and when I say later, I mean we would start seeing something in like six months. Like, I maybe, but it wouldn't be on the level that it is now, even outside of because it came out on Game Pass, yes, and it's available on Game Mm -hmm. Pass PC, yes, but it is Mm -hmm. also in the top 10 on Steam where Mm -hmm. nobody is getting it for free. Yeah, but that, that's why I'm saying it's like it would take longer for it to get there because of the fact that like it wouldn't like it would have probably gotten to the same like end number, let's say, mm-hmm. but yeah. it wouldn't have ever hit the highs that it's hitting. It would not have cracked the top ten on Steam in six months. Yeah, if it weren't like if they had shadow dropped it and like word of mouth probably would have because it's Tango, it's Microsoft, it's Bethesda, it's like yeah. really big names in the industry. It's not going to just be like this hidden indie darling, whatever. Like, but it would not like it would not be outdoing Forspoken on Steam if it didn't have the game pass element quality, i don't think it would have quality writing alone would have solved that like one like all it would take is one cutscene 
literally someone watching the early cutscene of Hi-Fi Rush realizing the writing's actually decent, and then mm-hmm. that solves that. I don't... Mm-hmm. I, yes, that would get it discovered by people, but it would not have gotten it discovered on the level and with the, like, fervor that it has behind it. Kill basically did that. Ultra Kill was sitting at the top of, like, Steam sales for a while, too. And that... That's... That just showed up one day. What game? Ultra Kill. Never heard of it. Amazing. (laughs) Like, literally. But you've heard about Hi-Fi Rush. That's the thing. You parry your own shotgun bolts in that game. I mean, it... I've seen it and it looks cool and it's on my Steam wish list, but at the same so you're, time, you're you're saying that like Game Pass gives like get so there's it a push an audience, pull. yeah, but it doesn't get the developer the money it deserves for the game. Sometimes, sometimes that's the thing. For, it's always a balancing act. There's a critical, there's a critical window of people who are going to benefit from Game Pass. It's because yeah. of Game Pass. Yeah, like Outriders. So Outriders came day and date to Game Pass. It was available for sale on other platforms, mm-hmm. but people pretty much use PC Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass, and that mm-hmm. game did not make its money back enough for people can fly to get paid residuals because yeah, they published it under game. Square Enix, huh? But I'm also gonna say Outriders is not a good game. No, I've it heard it's not. pretty good. I I played it. I put like. T- I play. I played it for a good while. Well, it's time. Like, I am not having fun look, with this. It's coming to PlayStation Plus on the twenty first. I'm gonna give it a go on PlayStation Plus, yeah. and I'm gonna see if it's hot garbage because I don't I think it's hot the, garbage. With the demo or the beta after the entire fucking build rework, and then this is after they fucked up the end game build uh, system. It used to be good where you could have a bunch of different things, but then it basically came your basic rpg hey this is your best in slot because we made new armor and the only things that have these extra perk slots are the new armor so everyone's wearing the new armor i don't know i i I did i did not enjoy outriders that's really it it's like it's like we're comparing a game that's and that's my thing it's like part of it is the games we're using to compare to hi-fi rush aren't good game okay well and I'm not saying that that, that invalidates the, the thing. I'm just saying, like, we mm-hmm. do need to acknowledge that we're comparing a good game to games that are Okay, give me an example of a good game on Game Pass in your perception, like any good game that came to Game Pass. Citizen Sleeper, Scorn. Okay, uh, Scorn would have not... Not as many people that definitely. have played Scorn definitely. would have played Scorn without Game Pass. Oh, I so, believe that. That's the reason why I played it. Yeah, that's the only reason why I played it. Like, I'm not going to pretend like that's not how it is. So all of these games that you've listed, that for the most part you would have only played because they you can't have access to them on Game Pass. No, are, no. Scorn is the only one. Scorn specifically. What about S- Citizen Sleeper? Uh, Citizen Sleeper, I definitely would have bought. If I couldn't get that on Game Pass, I would have bought that just outright. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they lost out on that sale from you, but and do you think that Microsoft paid them enough to have their game on Game Pass and let you play it through that, versus the lost sales that the Citizen Sleeper developer is losing on Xbox? 
Because that's the other factor it's of it. It's so hard is because yes, but also no. I think with a game like Citizen Sleeper, it it benefited from Game Pass. It definitely benefited from Game Pass mm-hmm. because, also, because a lot of other people got to try it, so it was right. just and able to get. Like Sleeper said it has. It's not a traditional game style, you know. Yeah. Like that's another no. thing about it. It's like a lot of there's a there's a lot of convergence in designs with a lot of modern games. Like, have you noticed that like all the inventory screens and armor screens look like Destiny basically these days? Yeah, you know, like Hogwarts. Yeah. Hogwarts. Uh, I was Ghost looking at the uh, a video about uh, fucking Ghost of Tsushima is the one that I like that does it though. Yeah, I mean there are examples that it, I like it, that it builds into its art style though. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not like it doesn't feel. It does. Certain games do it well. I really think it really comes down to the fact that my biggest concern when it comes to gear and games is how is your combat are you negatively balancing your combat system to make later gear Mm -hmm. because if your game's a slug and a and a piece of shit to play early because your numbers are shit but then it becomes fun because you know the number the enemies stop being fucking sponges because you know your numbers are correct if you got some gear then that's not that great Mm -hmm. and that's the thing i worry about because a lot of these games with gear you just end up with your with meaningless rewards like, I remember, like, we we used to play Destiny. We would run strikes for hours and maybe get one upgrade. Maybe get one thing that was worth actually looking at. Yeah. And yeah. So, like, every time I see uh, that type of armor in games, especially, like, RPGs and stuff, I, I get a bit concerned. I get a bit concerned because I'm just like, is your combat actually good or are you just gonna make us play through shit until the numbers get good mm-hmm. right that's why i kind of like how jrpgs do armor and shit because when they like you only you you buy armor or like some some enemies might drop something that's rare but it's not like you're going out grinding trying to get like a drop yeah, like, like upgrades are actually upgrades right mm-hmm. and and depending on the game, like there's there might not be one specific like OP weapon, but there's some different secret weapons you can unlock that each have their own like perks and or shortcomings. Kind of missed that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also we're kind of like hopefully we're coming off the every game's a life service bullshit that we were dealing with for the past like oh no it's it's about to get real bad for a minute uh because playstation had people had the shit in the works yeah that's the thing (laughs) like all the people who are going to be coming late to the party that are like saw the trend happen with fortnite and with destiny and with all this stuff Mm -hmm. that have taken longer than a year since fucking 2008 I mean, like the people who are picking up on the trends of 2020 mm-hmm. and are taking about two to three years to develop and f- like get their game out like next year. If this later this year and next year, there are a lot of games that are question marks that are going to be answered with online live service. And it's and they don't have enough time to course correct through all these closures that just happened and all these live service game shutdowns 
like they're two three years into development like they've already like had all the green lights and have been going full speed ahead on putting the making these games so it's only about to get way worse before Heck, that's part of the reason why uh we haven't heard anything about dreadwolf in so long because they had the course correct and because ea was like no this has to be a multiplayer live service game and now now they're like oh wait wait Jedi Fallen Order actually sold well. If we, you know, get and Anthem, like, so yeah, they're more so responding to Anthem and crashing and burning. No, they're actually, no, it's not Anthem. It's it not is, Anthem. By, it's not it is, actually Jedi Fallen Order because they, it was a single player game that did well. Because that was the whole thing about EA is EA was trying to gaslight. Right. And while that happened, there was also a multiplayer game that failed horribly. Right. But I, but it, well, I was saying specifically about the, uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf thing is because one, I don't think that's the same team. One, I don't think that's the same team. And two, uh, well, no, they got shuffled around. Because some of them that were on the original version of Dreadwolf got put on Anthem. And then when Anthem next got canceled, they got put back on Dreadwolf. EA's a stupid-ass company. And it's all because they were trying to get a mainline game to bring in a Fuck it. What is the FIFA gotcha game called? Uh, Ultimate Team. Yeah. yeah. Look, as long as you don't call it a gotcha and it put a fill and you fill it with men, make a lot of money off of. Off of <laughs> as long as you got you filled with men, you'll, you'll make some money. Because Bondo Casinos. Yeah, that's all it is. There were like every every uh, group of people has has their own uh, BL, and it, it was like yeah for straight men it's football aka soccer. Mm-hmm. So football ultimate FIFA ultimate team it all lines up. Mm-hmm. How do you monetize two K? Make it a gotcha, but don't Make let anybody gotcha. know it's a gotcha. No, for two, no. for two, are, two K, two K is an MMO. Obvious that you're making a damn casino. They have a fucking uh, wheel spinner thing that you for shit. Yep, your daily wheel spin. <laughs> yeah, they got that shit. That's that's not even that's not gotcha anymore. That's straight. Well, it's still gotcha because right, it's still gambling. It's right. fucking, but that's like casino gambling. That's that's the gambling we know what gambling looks like. Gotchas are we know what gambling looks like. You are not going to argue with me that go seeing somebody fully entrenched or being fully entrenched in the gotcha is not the exact same thing as standing in a casino like spinning as, a wheel. As someone, as someone who struggles with a mild, mild gambling addiction, it kind of is. Because it hits the exact same way the slot machine does. That's why you see a bunch right. of Right, that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> That's I don't think anybody is arguing against the gambling yeah, here. No. It's definitely it's all gambling. We're all, all gambling. We're keep all your kids gambling. away. Really, is how much anime tits do you? A lot. That's why we need the goddamn gambler class in fourteen. Look, I will say this right now. I miss. I miss actually having to deal with a little bit of RNG when I was playing uh, Astro. Like pulling out, like needing an extra boosted healing, pulling out the right. Freaking card to get that three spread hit divinity. Woo. That damage saved my life. Yeah, now, I realize um like a like getting super shields comes from critting with your uh, with your barriers. I'm like, ooh, if I do that, if I do that into um deployment tactics, I can give everybody the yep. super crit shield. I'm like, well, that combo is just too nasty. 
Mm-hmm. And then, but it's uh, what is it? Uh, the AOE healing buff that Celine has, AOE healing buff into into crit shield into deployment tactics. Yeah, because you want that like five yeah. percent boost to healing effectiveness, which counts yeah. effectiveness. See, I had no idea what you guys were talking about, and you could have been talking about any video game in the history except <laughs> Jalen said Celine. I was like, oh, it's 14. <laughs> tactics. We're talking, but the conversation was always about 14. No, it was about gambling. <laughs> and then Madrid said then we, we need to go for class in 14, and then uh, I was talking yep, about gambling okay, and healing mechanics. That makes sense. There we go. <laughs> uh, Chris See, and I were you lost. Play, Chris. You don't play healer, brother. Yeah, you don't play here. Right? Yeah, I guess. all that tanking, all that tanking. Yep. This brother be tanking as a dancer. Yep. <laughs> hey, they didn't pull the other bars. <laughs> <laughs> Dancers over here fighting for a life. <laughs> that's that's literally the old western shooting at your feet. Dance, dance. <laughs> But uh, there were two more things I wanted to talk about. Uh, PSVR 2, because that comes out this week, and the preview embargo is lifted. Well, the Mm -hmm. review embargo is lifted, and, like... They have a teardown on their uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, I mean, they have a teardown of... Like, I use PlayStation's official videos, to do anything with my PlayStation hardware because their videos are actually like really good. Like when I need to take off my faceplates off my PS5, I use PlayStation's video. Or when I say I, I love that, I love when a manufacturer will tell you how to get into the internals of your stuff so you can fix your shit. Yeah, I, I, I mean they have. I yes. it. You know, yeah. I, I, that just needs that just needs to be how it is because i used their official video to use very unofficial to put very (laughs) unofficial faceplates and (laughs) i use their official video to upgrade my ssd because it was just like a i don't want to just go into this not knowing what the fuck is going on so right at least what the fuck's going on I mean, I knew more in general before I got my SSD because I had taken off my faceplates and I'm like, oh, here's this. And so I knew in general what was going on, but just having that video beforehand as a refresher. But speaking of which, if you got a PS5, take off your faceplates and wipe them down. That's a friendly reminder. Yeah, I need to do that. Thanks. But I'm actually like with all these games coming out that I want to play in that um, two terabyte. Oh yeah, I dropped the Fat Kid deals in next gen. Like that would say. This is why I said when these new consoles two years in. This is why when what these gen consoles. Is that? Four. Yeah, these are the Gen Four NVMe SSDs. This is what the prices are looking like now. Like this is really good. And mm-hmm. so this is why when this generation started, I'm like Microsoft and their proprietary thing. Yes, it's mm-hmm. convenient. Yes, it's plug and play. Yes, it's nice. But I feel like PlayStation solution is better. <clears throat> it's because of prices like this to add this much storage 
because mm-hmm. it's an off-the-shelf part that like the price is naturally mm-hmm. coming down on as it's aging and it's mm-hmm. still a really good thing like i the one that i put in the next gen channel in the discord mm-hmm. two terabyte for 179 you are not getting two additional terabytes for an xbox for 179 dollars you're probably not even getting an additional 500 gigs. I don't know. I, I don't $200. Let's see. One terabyte for 200 bucks. Uh, I see a Samsung yeah. internal two terabyte SSD for 169 For the Xbox or for the PlayStation? Uh, with the Xbox, you could just plug it in. Yeah, but uh, no, it's not the same. If you're looking at NVMe, that will only work with PlayStation. The Xbox is a proprietary thing that they made with Seagate. That's yeah. Good. Right. There's no Samsung of that. Yeah. And those. Now, there are people who like found an adapter, but it's just. Yeah, I it's. Don't know. Like the PlayStation is a more complicated solution in general, but the pricing, this is why I said very early on in the generation. It's honestly not. What? That is honestly like, I think I made this argument when we, they first were doing this expansion. I said, putting in an SSD NVMe is not a hard thing to do. It's literally the easiest thing you can put in your computer. It's not hard. I think it's the, I maybe think an inconvenient that it takes a, like it takes it's not just plug and play and you're done. Right. It takes a little bit of time, but like a sense of accomplishment is kind of nice in life. So it's looking at a, it <laughs> on Xbox, like yeah, it's not hard. I've done it. Like so, my PS5 is mm-hmm. has not hurt for storage since my birthday of last year. Right. Put it in there and have just been. Just do it. Right. I'm, I'm going to upgrade my. I got a one. What do I need day. to plug to hook it up? Like, do I need like a, a certain. A Phillips screwdriver. head screwdriver? Yeah. And then okay. it just like, plugs into right. the slot and you screw Preferably it Preferably a smaller one. Like, this. Not like super micro tiny, but like a hey, small. Don't you have a. a a screwdriver set for your glasses that would that would work perfectly yeah yeah that's a really good like i think i might have something that that'll work i mean i'll check and fall a small phillips head screwdriver just let me know and i I could probably just bring you i got the iFixit case it's pretty good okay oh i'll see how long that thing's on sale for and then go and they print. I've been monitoring it because I'm looking for. I was looking for a two dot or a two terabyte for my computer, and they've kind of been coming down in price consistently. So it shouldn't shoot yeah. back up. Like even CPU prices are coming down. Well, I mean, the bit. last deal that I put was a two terabyte for one sixty. So yeah. it's, it's like expensive. it went up mm-hmm. a little. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still not bad for like the amount of storage you're getting and like the performance of that storage. Mm-hmm. It's really not bad. Exactly. Mm. 
But I did I say PSVR two? <laughs> was I talking about PSVR? Oh, yeah, you said PSVR two, and the reviews were coming in. PSVR oh, tear down video talking about uh, yeah. actually like being yeah. able to go into and repair your shit. So yeah, PSVR two is coming out this week, and as probably like the biggest fan of PSVR one and VR in general mm-hmm. on the podcast. That last statement, I'm not entirely sure I agree with you. Your the last part of the statement, just the, the VR in general part. That's the part I'm on the podcast. I'd say because I've probably spent the time. most. Time. I had a good time with VR, but I think Anton does. Yeah, I think I've spent the most time in VR out of everybody on the podcast. Yeah, that that is definitely. I will not argue there. I'm so. Not gonna argue that. <laughs> Yeah, PSVR 2 looks really good, looks like it is the ideal version of this. It's just that price tag. I can't. Can't justify it. Cannot at all. At all. What's the price tag? $550. God damn. $550. That's more than a PlayStation. Right. Right. And considering I'm rocking with a digital PS5 that was 400, like that's a hundred fifty dollars. Like even if I had the disc, it'd still be more expensive. But it's a hundred and fifty dollars more expensive than my PS5 that I use every day and have played hundreds of hours of games on. Hey, there might be they might have figured out the drivers for that too. Put up to your PC too. Oh, PSVR 2? Yeah, I'm sure. Because it's just a USB-C. Like, it's no proprietary... Without the drivers, it doesn't work. Like, for example, I'm reading a Verge article when they plugged it in to see what they could do with it. And basically, it's just... It's basically just treating it as a uh, second 1080p screen. Like, it needs... Interesting. Yeah, like, and I'm sure, but I mean, in the and past... I, I expect us to get them soon. Like, yeah. if Sony realized that, like, because Sony's going to sit down and go, you know what, we could sell this to the PC crowd, too, just like we do our games. Right, and for mm-hmm. it being 550 as far as, like, a PC VR setup, mm-hmm. with inside-out tracking, no, like, lighthouses mm-hmm. or sensors or anything needed, if they were to decide to lean into, like, hey plug this into your PC and use it not just for your PlayStation, it'd go crazy. It How much would... do you think they're going to sell the, the drivers for? <laughs> oh, no, it, the... they're going to come bundled in, a, in their shitty uh, fucking Wii Sports for VR thing that they drop? Yeah. Their tech uh-huh. demo? So, yeah, that actually, like, I hey, hadn't thought about its head. potential like as a PC VR headset, but at the price point... Like, for mm-hmm. PC VR, it's cheaper than the Oculus. It's cheaper than, the, like... The Quest, 2 is, the Quest 2 is definitely cheaper than that. Oh, yeah, the Quest 2 is 350 but the Quest the Quest 2 doesn't have a 4K HDR 120 hertz OLED and foveated rendering and eye tracking and, like, mm-hmm. it, there's a laundry list of stuff that the PSVR 2 does that the mm-hmm. Oculus Quest 2 does not do. Even when plugged up to the highest end 4090 Ti rig, like there is just straight up things that the PSVR 2 headset does for that additional $200 versus the additional 500. 
foveated rendering, which is uh, eye tracking. So foveated rendering is it tracks your eyes and sees where you're looking and renders mm-hmm. where you're looking in higher resolution than where you're not directly looking. So it's using right. more of the processing power on mm-hmm. like because it knows where your eyes are at all times like mm-hmm. where your eyes are looking is going to look better because your eyes are looking there mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. eye tracking so like there are certain games in PSVR 2 now that you look at the like look at mm-hmm. menu options to select menu options um the screen in it is a OLED 4K HDR 120 hertz screen that the Oculus just does not have that. That's true. Um, Is it comparable to do the Quest or the Rift for Oculus? I the, mean, neither of but them. But the Rift is Very way easy. more expensive. Comparing it to the Vive, but... Yeah, it really has more in common with the Valve Index the than anything oh. else. Uh, no, actually, I'm looking at the... I'm comparing it to the Valve Elite, the Vive Elite, and they are... And how much is the Vive Elite? Tech, basically two PlayStation VRs. Right. <laughs> so it's that's where the thing is. Like, mm-hmm. it's a range of shit. <laughs> oh. and, and but also like it. Yeah, it's a range of shit, and it is designed to work with an already established ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I feel like their best plan of action is disconnecting it from the ecosystem because, like, if you sell it to PC, you are automatically opening up. That's why their yeah. Returnal, Spider Man, all their games are like selling. Like, The Last of Us, they had to de- delay the PC release because they want it to be so good when it hits PC that it's just going to, with like. It's probably going to come out around the time the show ends. And with the show ending and the show starting sold several hundred times the amount of copies sold of The Last of Us Part 1. So it coming to PC and the show ending, it's just going to be... It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, but that's also part of it is the power of recency (laughs) bias. Like, part of it is, like... And that's why I well, first believe that they did the Last of Us remake in the first place. Last of Us remake into the into the show, and then the show used to so, show to boost up uh, sales of, of The Last of Us Part 1 via the PC, inevitable PC port, and the uh, fucking uh, PS5. The remake on PS5. And that's mm-hmm. why the moment we're going to be about halfway through Season 2 is when we get Last of Us Part 2 on PC. And PS5, we need Last of Us Part 2 Director's Cut. It still doesn't have a native PlayStation version. Like, I think we're going to get Factions maybe before, because Factions seems like it's closer, and they've talked more about Factions than they've talked about porting The Last of Us Part 2, but they also could just shadow drop The Last of Us Part 2 Director's Cut. Like they have enough time, especially if they're already working on it. I feel mm-hmm. like they would have enough time to get it done, seeing as the fact that... Well, they've been working on factions since before The Last of Us Part Two initially came out. They were working on factions before they started working on The Last of Us Part One, Because they took development of that in-house at Naughty Dog from uh, Visual Arts and Design, which is like a Sony support studio that they just had working on The Last of Us Remake. And then Naughty Dog was like, we're gonna do this because this is our game and we want to do it 
So. Like, that wasn't a... The mandate from the top down at PlayStation was, yeah, we need to make a Last of Us remake, but they were just going to have some support team do it. It was Naughty Dog's decision to be like, well, I mean, we kind of did this with The Last of Us Remastered on PS4 to learn PS4 tech before we made Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy. So we might as well do it with PS5 while we're making factions for PS5 and whatever their next game is, whether it's the Uncharted they've hinted at. Because they've hinted at Uncharted 5 in those live from PlayStation commercials. Like, they have these TV spots where it's like, news reports about PlayStation stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the things is it, it could be Tomb Raider or it could be the next Uncharted, but considering like all the other games that they showed were either first party or exclusives, odds are they're teasing the next Uncharted. So if that's the next thing well also naughty dog has said that they're not making the next uncharted so it wouldn't even whatever the next naughty dog game is on ps5 that'll be the one oh, weren't making the another uncharted because it was like wasn't the big thing about uncharted 4 that it was the last one but then they naughty like the dog thing? made the lost legacy after that I, that that Yes. The Lost Legacy is probably the best Uncharted game. The more that I've played of that, and, mm. and I, I as a say, huge Uncharted I, 2 and 3 I'd fan... Like say, like, is it, wasn't, those two, anytime those two go on a romp, it's better than a Nathan Drake game. Like, Right. Chloe was, like, as a like, fan of Chloe from Uncharted right. 2, like, having Chloe in the Lost Legacy... So, yeah, but that's... But they made that after Uncharted 4, and they started it as DLC, yes, but then spun it out into a full game, and that full game might just be the best one of those games. So. I see it. Mm -hmm. But it's also like, once again, the big thing about Uncharted 4 was that it was the last one. It was the last one for Nathan Drake. There it is. Thieves end. Yeah, they were all thieves. Uh, uh, right, <laughs> they were all, yeah, but everybody. He's, but he's white. All <laughs> of them are thieves. <laughs> he's also an appropriator. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, we don't need to go on this tirade about civilization and not destroy it. Yeah, right. that's. We yeah. don't. We could get into a whole thing about the British Museum, but we're not. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that statues that That's feet. one of the biggest okay. stolen jewels okay. on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we could get into that, but we won't. Uh, actually, I'll, does anybody have a one more thing they want to talk about before we wrap? Because No, that's, that's mm. it for me. All right. Um, well, remember, you can follow us all collectively around the internet, cheesycontrollerpodcast.com. Until next time, you can find me on Table Cheese uh, under the FTO podcast feed. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Anton6. Chris, where can people find you? You can follow me at Chef and Chris. Jalen. Wait, Bishop. Madrid. Speedwagon X. All right, this has been a No It's Good production. The video version is edited by Long Twisted Mind. The audio version is being edited by Akuma Santi. Until next time, keep it cheesy.